Now that we're back to some kind of normal, it's important that we don't forget to keep checking in on our mental well-being. We've been through a lot, and much as a trip to the hairdressers for a pint in the local can be transformative in its own way, it's going to take more than that to process everything that we've been through in the last few months. Hello, thanks for joining me for the final edition of You OK for this season. I hope you are okay, that you're well, that you're excited about the reopening of the country, reuniting with family and friends and maybe even planning a staycation or as I heard someone referring to it on Twitter during the week, Leihintahira, which I thought was pretty class. If you're not feeling it just yet, though, that's perfectly normal too. It can take baby steps to get back into a rhythm. So, you know, take your time, mind yourself. Nobody is keeping score here. We've all been through a pretty stressful experience over the last few months, some of us more than others, obviously, and it's going to take some time to process that. We also don't know what's going to happen in the coming weeks and months. So, you know, we thought it might be an idea to revisit some of the practical exercise that our guests have shared with us over the last few months. There was a focus on mental health during restrictions that may not be as prominent as the summer kicks into gear. So do yourself a favour, try to put these nuggets of advice into practice whenever you can. They're just handy to have in the back pocket and a good way to maintain your mental well-being as the summer progresses. We're going to start with Dr Sinead Lynch discussing being in the present moment, connecting our brains to our bodies and how that can help us to keep a handle on racing thoughts. I remember when I started to realise the power of just using the body, which, you know, really is the breath to calm the mind. I did begin to notice that once you actually try it and again, try to practice it, it really does work. Now, I remember being younger and I find this again, working with young people that is often, no, 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 that doesn't work for me. And it's like, no, I realise how challenging it is. I realise how tough it is. No, no, it doesn't work for me. (laughs) And, you know, when I say, well, what happens? And it's like, no, no, because my thoughts just keep going and they keep going to different things. And Mm. I'm saying, no, I understand. And it's like, no, no, I can think of many different things at the one time. And I'm like, but we actually can't. (laughs) No, no, I can't. If you were to breathe in and breathe out with your mind on breathing in and out. So you actually have to think of it as I am in control of my breath. This won't just happen naturally. And if my mind wanders, I will suffocate. (laughs) The task is, okay. how long can I actually keep my mind instructing my breath? I'm breathing in and my awareness is on my breath as it comes in. My awareness is on my breath as it goes out. And you keep doing that. You know, this is a little experiment for you to try maybe on your own afterwards, because while you're listening to me, that's where your thoughts are at. So you need to listen to yourself. But Mm -hmm. so my thought is on controlling my breath in. My thought is on controlling my breath out. I'm doing that for five or six breaths and I realize I've just thought of all the stuff I haven't done today and all of a sudden it's like wow I got to six breaths before I suffocated (laughs) you know it's just a really good way of challenging your mind to really stay focused on one thing um and I suppose living in the present moment people have often said like well like what does that really mean like what's living in the present and it is just being in the now and I know that a lot of meditation and a lot of breath work and breathing people can start to feel like oh that's like mumbo jumbo or it's not tangible it's hard to to do something that you can't see physically but it is like a practice like a sport or like an instrument 
and using your breath to slow your body down does bring you into the moment. And like that, sometimes there's great um, maybe Buddhist metaphors that are like, think of your mind like a monkey and the monkey jumps from branch to branch and the monkey gets distracted and the monkey wants to go to different things. And your mind is just like that. And naturally, and maybe even genetically, kind of we're programmed to just jump from things to things and to worry about stuff. All of a sudden now we're in a place where it's like, well, I'm actually perfectly safe in my sitting room. I hope, you know, I haven't come in contact with anybody. I won't let my mind go to all the COVID stuff. And there are no dinosaurs chasing me. So why am I letting my brain go to this, you know, stress response center? And we know that when we breathe, we the body relaxes and it relaxes the mind. So what you need to tell the mind is, okay, monkey brain, come here to me for a minute. I have a task for you. I'm going to ask you to concentrate on the breath. And the monkey mind goes, oh, great. I have something to do. Here is a branch. I will sit. I will breathe in. I will breathe out. And the more that you can just, again, give your mind a task like that, um, you will come into the present moment. And so it's not a huge meditation experience that you're going to stress yourself out with you're actually just going to say monkey mind come for a moment stop eating that banana i'm going to ask you to please concentrate on inhale exhale inhale exhale and if you only get to four but you've concentrated on those four brilliant I love that monkey brain analogy. It's a really nice little visual to keep in mind when our thoughts are spinning and jumping between stresses Now, the next set of practical tips are from cognitive behavioural therapist Neve Connolly. She joined us to talk about switching off our fight or flight response. And she also shared some really useful advice for how to practically ensure that we stay connected to our feelings, that we learn to read what's going on for us. And in that way, you know, we can stay ahead of any potential dips in our mental well-being. One of the most important things, uh, Jan, is that we check in with ourselves, that we stop a couple of times during the day and we give ourselves a little bit of attention and we see how are we. Um, you know, as a, as a nation, we're great to say, how are you? And the, you know, the rose I'm response grand. is grand. Exactly. <laughs> and if we could ban that word, <laughs> that would be helpful because we do trot it out. We're not inclined to actually stop and think and pay attention to how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we're not great at um, as Irish people is talking about feelings and emotions. We're not as tuned in to those aspects of ourselves as we might be. And when it's important, then in a very stressful time when the whole nation is quite stressed, um, you know, we're not as used to uh, tuning in or paying attention to our feelings. So it can be quite unusual or unfamiliar for people. So the first thing would be stop a few times a day. Um, I What I have done through my social media channels is, come up, you know, I have a hashtag called kettle breaths. We all know kettle bells for exercise. Mm-hmm. Kettle breaths would be like an exercise for ourselves in taking every time you go and turn on the kettle, take that minute or 90 seconds And just do some deep breathing, just nice and slow, in slowly, out slowly, and just take that time and see how am I? How is my head? How's my heart rate? How's my stomach? How am I feeling today? Am I looking forward to the day? Am I dreading the day? And just give yourself that few minutes so that if there is something going on, that you can sit down and maybe give it a bit of thought and do some writing about it. Uh, tackle the issue rather than just sitting with walking around with that knot in your stomach and not doing anything about it. 
and I would be definitely guilty of this too, of saying, well, I just don't really, you know, I just don't really have time. But the fact yeah. is that everybody has two minutes. Two minutes yeah. goes by really quickly, actually. And it's really, really important. Saying that we're too busy to take a break is like saying we're too busy driving to stop for petrol. At some <laughs> point, we will run out of fuel. You'll burn out. You know, you'll just you'll get cranky or tired or irritable. Uh, you just won't manage as well. So taking a break, uh, and that's another thing I would uh, say an awful lot to clients, is about putting our own needs first. Which again, as a, as a nation, we're not good at doing. We're inclined to be martyr. Oh, don't mind me, I'm grand. But you can't pour from an empty jug. And especially in such stressful time as we're all going through, to take those few minutes to think about what you need and to give yourself, you know, that little break. You'll be better able to manage your partner or your job or your family or the demands that we all are trying to deal with at the mm. moment. Are there some CBT style exercises that you could maybe share with us that are useful in managing anxiety? Um, so when I was saying there about your kettle breathing and you're taking your breaths and you're spotting what's going on and you're trying to figure out how come I'm stressed or what particularly I'm worried about is identifying our thoughts, you know, pulling them out, being specific Anxiety thrives uh, when we're vague. So I would always encourage clients to be specific. So write down. So I'm not looking forward to uh, that recording tomorrow morning. (laughs) Okay, that's a vague thought. Specifically, why are you not comfortable? So we want to kind of get in at the underlying Mm. uh, cognitions. So it might be, uh, it'll be like, again, it'll be a disaster or I'll make a terrible mistake. And then you go, okay, where's the evidence for that thought? So that's a really key CBT skill is looking for the evidence to back up our thoughts. Mm. We're inclined to go with our thoughts as if they're gospel truth because they may have a lot of emotion associated with them, like a lot of um, our physical sensations. So if you're nervous about something, if your heart's pounding and your stomach's in and not, you're going, oh God, I definitely shouldn't do that recording. I feel really bad about it. Mm -hmm. Rather than thinking, okay, it's my thinking that's making me anxious. It's not the actual recording. So if you look for evidence and Judge Judy is a great character from TV that lots of people <laughs> will know. So I would implant Judge Judy in people's <laughs> minds by saying, I want you to imagine Judge Judy is the person you have to pass this thought by. Mm. So she's going to say, you know, where's the proof, honey? So where's the evidence <laughs> to back up this thought? And you say, oh, well, I feel really bad or I'm I'm in, you know, I'm worried that, OK, they're not facts. Mm. You know, if you go into court and say, I think that person is a thief, you know, judge, you're just going to say, prove it. Mm. And you're going to say, OK, well, I think they look like it or they're shifty or they did it before. None of that proves that that person is a thief. So you have to have your facts. And again, as you're looking and searching for facts, guess what part of the brain you're engaging the prefrontal cortex. Mm. So it's it slows you down and it makes you think and it makes you search for more helpful and balanced thinking. And that's another CBT skill um, that I would teach clients. Don't always run. People will be thinking, you know, think positive. And I'm a little bit allergic <laughs> to that phrase because life isn't positive. Do you know, it's full yeah. of challenges and day-to-day stresses. And this situation, like the COVID situation, that's not positive. So trying to be positive about something that has people under so much pressure and is so difficult kind of diminishes and invalidates our feelings. So I think if we can be realistic, I think that's much more helpful. Keeping it real with Neve Connolly there. 
that idea of testing thoughts with Judge Judy is a really good way of getting us to focus on the facts of a situation rather than being led by feelings of anxiety that, you know, might be distorting the reality of a situation, which is important to keep in mind, really, as we move through the summer and try to keep a level head about the threat of COVID. Now, finally, we're going to end with a meditation. Counselling psychologist Ashling Leonard Curtin joined us all the way back in April to talk about gratitude, how valuable practising it is to our mental health and how it can sustain us when times get tough. I know many of us have had a lot of time really to think over the last few months and in that time have recognised all that we have to be grateful for. It can only do us good to keep that in our hearts as long as we can. And I know from chatting to friends and colleagues over the last few weeks as restrictions have eased, It's something I think that a lot of people are trying to take with them into the new normal. So to help us on our way, here's Ashling with a relaxing, gratitude focused meditation. Now, if you're driving or doing anything that demands your full attention, best to just park this for a little later on. It really should only be enjoyed when you have the time to concentrate, totally relax and sink into it. If you want to get comfortable now in a mindfulness posture, Sitting with your legs uncrossed, feet touching the ground, eyes either closed over or gaze fixed on the floor or at your knees. And as best you can, tuning in to your breath and your breathing now. Finding a rate and rhythm of breathing that is most grounding and soothing for you. And as best you can, grounding in your intention or your motivation underlying cultivating a gratitude practice at this moment in time. Perhaps the benefits that it would have for your psychological well-being. And now as best you can, giving yourself some moments now to connect in with what you feel grateful for. Starting by noticing things that you feel grateful for, that you can see, that you can experience through your sense of sight, if you have this sense. Could be looking at a flower, looking at a loved one, a pet. What do you enjoy looking at or seeing? Next, noticing what you enjoy hearing. Could be a piece of music. Could be a loved one's voice. Could be the sound of the birds. Noticing what you feel grateful for and what you enjoy hearing. And all the time remaining anchored in the breath. Shifting your focus to things that you enjoy smelling. Could be your favourite meal. The smell of a flower. The smell of fresh laundry or coffee. Now shifting your focus to your sense of taste. What do you enjoy tasting?
And what do you enjoy feeling? Do you enjoy feeling the sun on your forehead? Do you enjoy the feeling after having a nice shower? What do you enjoy feeling? An embrace from a loved one, for example. And finally, shifting your attention to activities and connections that you feel grateful for. People and relationships in your life. Family, friends, loved ones. And also activities that you enjoy engaging in with them or on your own. Such as watching a movie reading, writing, playing a board game. Giving yourself this chance to reconnect with relationships, people and activities that you feel grateful for. Taking as little or as much time as will be helpful in this gratitude practice now. And whenever you feel like you have gotten all you need to get from this gratitude practice. In your own time and in your own way, opening over your eyes and taking a gentle stretch. Or whatever feels right for you. And if it's helpful, some people like to write down some of the aspects of their life that they feel grateful for. A lovely way to wrap up season one of You OK. Thank you so much for joining me over the last few months. I hope you found the podcast helpful. I've really enjoyed your company and the odd bit of interaction on social media. Remember, you can check out all 34 episodes of the series at rte.ie forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy your summer, have fun, be safe. And if for whatever reason you don't feel OK, Remember, there are lots of ways to access help. You can talk to a family member, your GP or go to rte.ie forward slash helplines for support services. You OK is created and edited by Paul Moriarty and me, Janney Yanagon. We'll talk again in a few months. And in the meantime, take care. Take care.